0: Hello and welcome to On Purpose Faith. I'm your host, Jan Neary. I really hope you enjoy this episode as we journey together on this faith walk. I have a special favor to ask though. Would you consider promoting and sharing my podcast and checking out the advertised products? I'd really appreciate that. In just a few seconds, this episode will start. So be sure to listen all the way to the end to learn how to connect with me further. I really appreciate you a lot. Thank you so much for listening. Well, hello and welcome to On Purpose Faith. This is your host, Jan Neary. Today I'm gonna be talking about self-limiting beliefs. And this is probably gonna span over several episodes here because it's something that I've been working on myself and it's kinda hard to dig down through your self-talk and understand what the messages are that you're telling yourself that is keeping you from realizing your full potential. And so I am going to explore two Things I struggle with today. Um, And, you know, perhaps there'll be things that you struggle with, and perhaps not. I'm going to get to several others in coming episodes, but I wanted to kind of dive into these today. I do think quite a few of us struggle with these topics. And, um, you know, so you may have to take some time to think about this, but I think it's worth thinking about. And certainly if we can, you know, part part of being an entrepreneur part of being a christian is self-evaluation and and actually asking god to help reveal those weaknesses in us so that we can bring them to him and help him uh, ask him to help to help us heal from that and to be whole and productive and fruitful and joyful and experiencing all that he has for us so with that let's get started um, this is a I've got a list here of about fifteen things. I've been doing some research online just to kind of help me even understand what those messages are because sometimes we don't know what we don't know, right? And so knowing that you know I'm not living up to my potential and because I'm not where I want to be, and trying to explore in my own thinking what those messages are that are perhaps making helping me make decisions that I'm not really aware of that are um, kind of sabotaging where I wanna get to. And so um, I'm gonna read this list of about 15 things that I have kind of been mulling through and I'm only gonna address two of them today, but I want you to know what all of them are. Um, The first one is, I don't care what others think of me. Uh, The second one is, I don't wanna ask for too much. The third one is, you can't trust people Um, Another one is pursuing my dreams is selfish. If God wanted me to be a success, I would be successful. If it's meant to be, it will be. I am what I am. I have too much to do to focus on my dreams. Um, If I stay positive, it will all work out. God is punishing me. I'll be happy when or I'll be happy if. Because of this, I can't get that. All I want is kind of a minimalistic thinking. Uh, I'm a Christian, so I should have no problems. And then things will never change. And I, I realize there are actually a lot more that you could add to this list. But we're going to start here and see where it takes us. So the first two that I want to address that I felt were pretty important to me Uh, is that I don't want to ask for too much, and you can't trust people. So um, getting into I don't want to ask for too much, I think in my own exploration, this has come through um, lack of self-trust. And Ed Milet talks about this quite a bit. He talks about self-trust. How do you build confidence? How do you... um, you know how do you have good self esteem? Well, it comes from keeping promises to yourself. That's where it starts, and so when you explore this in a deeper in a deeper truth, we find that um, our confidence as Christians comes from not only keeping promises to ourselves, but keeping promises to God. And since God knows us in secret, and, you know, basically integrity is what you do when no one is looking, right? You know, so what is that personal integrity that you have? Do you say to yourself, I'm going to start this diet tomorrow, or I'm going to start it today and then you go eat something that you know you shouldn't that's not in alignment with what you just said you were going to do i do that all the time and these are these might be little subtle things but these little things like like the dripping of the water can eventually break down the stone and so um, I have realized in my walk with the Lord that in the beginning of my walk, when I was a brand new Christian, it was it was easy to kind of get to where I was close to the Lord because there were big things I needed to fix. You know, I needed to stop going out to bars. I needed to clean up my language. I needed to, um, you know um, dedicate my life to the Lord. I needed to go to church. I mean, these were big things, big life-changing things that I needed to do, changing who I hung around and associated with and things like that. And, you know, while those in themselves were difficult to do because they were big changes for me, um, now I find that to continue to walk closely with the Lord Those things have narrowed down. The focus has narrowed down. So now it's like, okay, I've got to fix my thinking. I've got to fix that attitude I just had because I saw something that made me feel a little judgmental. And so it's the finer points. And they can be just as hard to uncover and deal with because nobody else knows. Well, some other people may recognize that we have a certain attitude, but for the most part, we can go through our day and nobody knows that we've had these thoughts toward others or about our work or, you know, thoughts of just want to be lazy or, you know, thoughts of self, self depreciation. Um, you know, just there are a lot of things that I, I catch myself on through the day where, I'm, I'm thinking that talk is not supporting me. I would not talk to a friend that way. I would not have these thoughts toward a friend. Um, so why do I have those thoughts toward myself? And so just trying to start to listen to those things. So this is a pretty big one for me. And um, so getting getting to a greater self-trust, a greater trust in in... That I am seeking wholeheartedly to do what God has asked me to do, to obey Him, and to walk in His truth. And um, that, I think, helps me feel more like I deserve it. Okay, Because I think the crux crux of this statement, I don't want to ask for too much, for me comes from the standpoint that I don't feel like I deserve it. I haven't worked hard enough in my own estimation. I have not worked hard enough. I've not been diligent enough. Um, I'm very hard on myself. I don't ever feel like I deserve something. Um, I always feel like I'm the underdog. I'm the one that's behind. I'm the slow learner. All of those things come into this category that I don't want to ask for too much because I don't feel like I deserve it. And, um, you know, and then when we do that to ourselves, our RAS, our reticular activating system, goes to work to confirm that. So then, you know, if my daughter doesn't respond to me the way I wish she would, then I, I take that as a personal offense because, you know, she, I, I'm, I'm thinking, well, I'm not worth it. She doesn't value me and I'm not respected. So then it gets to that. So this is this is quite a deep subject. I could probably spend, I probably need to spend quite a bit of time on this. We're not going to do that today. But hopefully it's enough to help you kind of on your journey. So um, that kind of digs in there. I do want to put some truth to that. Uh, John 10.10 10 is a common verse. And uh, speaking about Jesus and that he is the door. He is, uh, the way to receive the spirit of God. He is access to heaven. He is eternal life. Um, He says, I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. So God wants abundant life for us. He wants us to be healthy and happy and whole and feel secure and be able to work together as a team on this earth to accomplish his will. That we are co-heirs with him. We are collaborators in in the work that he's given us here on this earth. And I don't I know that in my head that he does not believe that he does not want us to live in a lesser um a lesser capacity than that. So that's John 10, 10. And then um, Numbers 14, chapter 14. Uh, let's see. Chapter 14, verse 18. Um, and this is, um, let's see, where is it? this is talking about the judgment of the Lord and how he you know he had to discipline the nation of Israel and um, you know brought things against them and sometimes you know that this is a difficult subject too but sometimes that resulted in their death and I think that God challenges us we have to be to be his people you know back in the Old Testament they didn't have Jesus yet and therefore it was based on them coming and confessing their sins and offering atonement. And if they were not obedient in that, it was a direct disobedience, then there were consequences. But those consequences didn't come unless there was repeated obstinance and repeated rebellion and repeated turning away from the lord and not following and not passing the message on and not teaching their children and not doing what they have been told repeatedly and so um but he so he has dealt with the nation of israel and and he says that um but now i pray let the power of the lord be great just as you have declared the lord is slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness forgiving iniquity and transgression but he will by no means clear the guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations pardon i pray the iniquity of this people according to the greatness of your loving kindness just as you have also forgiven this people from Egypt, even until now. His uh, loving kindness is so great. Even when we have, um, you know, even when we have transgressed, even when we have not followed and we are, you know, backslidden or whatever you want to call it, you know, um, he still forgives us. He's still waiting for us to come to him. Um, And, you know, he only, he knows when that point is that we're not going to come anymore. And he, he, you know, lets us go our own way, but, uh, it is his, his kindness and his loving kindness and his waiting for us and his wooing us and his, him forgiving us time and time and time and time again, that, um, is the basis for our security And so, again, going back to self-trust, trusting in my God. So I can, you know, it would be one thing if I just built trust in myself, which is what non-Christians do. Um, They don't have a foundation other than themselves. And I know myself, I am not, you know, I would, if I had to ultimately 100% of the time rely on myself, that would not be a good idea because I do fail, but we have a God that does not fail. And so by putting our trust in him and by obeying him, we do two things. We become secure in him as a Christian, but we also build that self-trust and that self-esteem that we have as Christians because we have that foundation that is the rock. So that is really awesome. Okay. Um, the third, uh, not third, but the next point was you can't trust people. So, you know, this, and this, the two kind of tie together, right? So, um, what we're going to do right now is just take a short break and I'll be right back and we're going to dive right into this topic. Stay tuned. (laughs) So thanks for hanging in there. And uh, so our next point that we want to talk about is uh, a self-limiting belief is that I can't trust people. You can't trust people. This this ties in with what we were just talking about. Like I don't want to ask for too much because I don't feel like I deserve it. And I don't know that I can trust myself. I don't have self-trust. I don't have self-esteem. I don't have God esteem okay and then that a lot of times carries into not being able to trust other people and because I think we are judgmental about ourselves a lot of times this can play into not being able to trust other people a lot of people aren't worthy of being trusted and that's just a fact of life but that doesn't mean that everyone is not trustworthy and I think that for me, as I've been diving into this this topic um, of that I don't feel like I deserve it and I don't necessarily trust myself, what I've found is that my perspective on people other people has changed because I've realized I've realized how hard this is, and I've realized how flawed I am in my own thinking and in my own intentions. And what I want to do is not what I do, but what I don't want to do is what I do. The whole dilemma that Paul presents, I think that's in Romans. and um, So it's opened my perspective to understand that there are three sides to every story. There's mine, there's what I see, there's my perspective, there's yours or the other person's. And it's their perspective and their intentions and their background and what they wanted to, what they saw as the, the solution or the answer or the, or, you know, whatever it was. And then there's the truth of the situation, right? And so as long as we're on this earth, we probably won't ever exactly know what that truth is. We can get a better glimpse of that by communicating and asking questions. And uh, you know, James says we're to be slow, to, slow to, slow to speak and quick to hear. And uh, I, I think there's a lot of value in that. So learning to ask more questions and just trying to understand things from that person's perspective and where they came from. Um, it's interesting to me that a lot of times I, I do things, uh, and you know, I have a certain, reason, there's a reason why I do everything. I mean, I don't just randomly do things usually. There's a reason it's programmed into me or I've seen a situation where something happened and so I want to try to avoid that. Um, I just had a quite a conversation with my oldest daughter about my youngest daughter and about how we were trying to get together to have a a three-way call and I wanted to put some parameters and structure around it so that we could stay on topic because we all tend to talk too long and then that just gets wearing and then we don't keep in touch like we should and so but from my perspective wanting to do that put a lot of pressure on my other daughter who felt like this was uh um that there was too much structure and it was stressful to her so just the difference in perspectives made just trying to have a phone a three-way phone conversation <laughs> quite a topic of discussion and so it all depends on your perspective and I think it's really helpful to begin to realize that everyone is on this journey of self self-realization self-exploration and self and understanding who God is in their own life we've all been given gifts we've all been given uh, a history um you know, events and, you know, we've been placed in life at a certain point in time and we've had a lot of different experiences. And we all come to a situation with those experiences and we all don't fully understand what's at work in another person. And so we need to offer a lot of grace to other people and not be so quick to jump to conclusions and decisions about what is the case. I am infamous for doing that. And and I can be very judgmental sometimes. And I'm really trying not to do that. I'm really trying to learn to ask more questions and to try to understand things from their perspective. So giving that grace is um, really an important part to this. I want to kind of wrap this up. I hope this has been a, this has been helpful to kind of help you explore some of the things that are at work in you. I think that if, if we don't trust ourselves, if we don't have a, a basis of foundation, of security, where we feel like we deserve things in life, um, I think sometimes as Christians we think that we're not supposed to feel like we deserve something because that's prideful and that's arrogant. But we're to walk in the authority of, of God. He says these things to us. And for us to constantly be thinking that, debasing ourselves and thinking that we should not have things or we should not be happy or we should not um, go for things, dream about things, pursue things or, um, you know, try to to be all that we can be to really push the limits of ourselves. I think is really not, it's not exercising the gift that God gave us. You know, if, if he created a horse with the, with the ability to be so beautiful and to run, and the horse stood in a stall all day, it would just be terrible. So the creation was created to do something, and it needs to do that in its full expression. Let me just read to you from Deuteronomy um, I found this today I was like wow I never I never read this before it's really amazing I hope you stick stick through this um, we have so much as, as heirs to the throne and I want to walk with you in that journey I hope that you'll stick with me in this journey with me on this podcast and this is coming from Deuteronomy 30 and I am the whole this whole little piece I want you to read the whole thing the whole chapter is really good Um, It's in my Bible is titled Restoration Promised. And it speaks to obedience and what God will do for us when we are in alignment with him and we're walking with him and we're obeying him and listening to his spirit. All right, so Deuteronomy 30. So it shall be when all of these things have come upon you, the blessing and the curse which I have set before you and you call them to mind in all nations where the Lord your God has banished you and you return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart and soul according to what I have according to all that I commanded you today you and your sons then the Lord your God will restore you from captivity and have compassion on you and will gather you again from all the peoples where the Lord your God has scattered you if your outcasts are at the ends of the earth, from there the Lord your God will gather you and from there he will bring you back. The Lord your God will bring you into the land which your fathers possessed and you shall possess it and he will prosper you and multiply you more than your fathers. Moreover, the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants. And this is uh, this is uh, speaking toward Jesus and filling us with his spirit to love the Lord, your God with all your heart and with all your soul so that you may live. The Lord, your God will inflict all these curses on your enemies and on those who hate you, who persecute you and you shall again obey the Lord and observe all his commandments, which I command you today. Then the Lord, your God will prosper you abundantly in all the work of your hand. In the offspring of your body and in the offspring of your cattle and in the produce of your ground. For the Lord will again rejoice over you for good, just as he rejoiced over your fathers. If you obey the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes, which are written in this book of the law. If you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and soul. For this commandment, which I command you today, is not too difficult for you, nor is it out of reach. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will go up to heaven for us to get it for us and make us hear it, that we may observe it? Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who will cross the sea for us to get it for us and make us hear it, that we may observe it? But the word is very near you, in your mouth. And in your heart that you may observe it. So with that, I just want to encourage you today to um, listen to the Lord. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening, and I will obey. Let that be your prayer every morning. Walk in this truth. We do deserve it, but we need to to use the work of our hands, the work of our mind, to obey to listen, to follow, which then instills that trust, that self-trust in ourselves that we are doing what the God has commanded in the best of our ability, and then have that confidence that He is our rock and our foundation. He is full of loving kindness, and He wants to bless us abundantly. Be blessed, fellow Christian, and I will look for you on the next episode. Thank you. Well that concludes this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If this episode spoke to you, there are three things you can do. Number one, comment. Your comments help me to know you better and what is relevant to you. Do you have a similar or different experience than mine? I'd love to hear about it. Number two, I want to get my podcast out there to share with more people. So please like, subscribe, and share. My whole goal is to help people like you, so when you like, subscribe, and share, it makes that possible. Number three, consider becoming a supporting listener. It takes time and resources to put out this podcast, so just a few dollars each month collectively from each listener can make sure that I continue walking alongside you and others with this podcast. You can donate by clicking the link in this podcast description. Thank you in advance. I'm Jan Neary. Thank you for listening to On Purpose Faith.